0: Are you now. <laughs> well, how are you now? Folks, I got to tell you. That one <laughs> they didn't deserve to, but your Montreal Canadians win 2 to 1 in overtime over the Arizona Coyotes in a junior rink in what looked like a fucking high school gymnasium. The lighting was terrible in that arena. Um, what a ridiculous place to be playing hockey. Hello and welcome to episode 32 of the Bottom 6 Minutes Podcast presented by Habs Eyes and the Prize. I am Matt Drake and I am surprisingly pissed off considering that my team just won. Um, let's get into it. I'm going to do the recap and then I'll tell you why I am slightly pissed off at that game after the fact. You'll probably get the gist of it during the actual recap, but man, not a great game. Not a great start for the Montreal Canadiens either. Samuel Montembeau had to make a really big save like two minutes into the game, and I said to myself, this is not going to go well. And then it really wasn't a good first period at all. 16-5 to were the shots in favor of Arizona, the 29th ranked team in the NHL. And a lot of that was thanks to the power plays that they got, but still, just a brutal frame of hockey for the Habs. Got to expect considerably better in the second period, right? and of course you know the shot total in the first doesn't matter at all if you end up scoring more goals in the game which they did as we know but we go into the second period all I'm thinking is we need to see better hockey early on in the period we do get some good hockey fantastic work by Caden Gooley in the offensive zone Uh, goes around behind the net passes it out into the slot to Josh Anderson Anderson flips it back to Cole Caulfield in the high slot and he is money from that spot an absolute snipe 1-0 for the Montreal Canadiens. But puck goes the other way real quick. Uri Lovkowski gives away the puck. Clayton Keller knocks Caden Gooley's stick out of his hand, which should have been a penalty, and they ignore it. Another uh, clown show from the refs. Uh, And that opens up the way for Nick Schmaltz to snipe one past Samuel Montembeau, and it's 1-1. But not too long after that, the Habs get it back. Arbor Jackay puts one on from the point. Nice little snapper from the point. Tipped in by Christian Dvorak. Two to one. Habs have the lead again. But then, not too long after that one, still twelve minutes left to play in that period. Uh, stretch pass by Schmaltz to Matthias macelli He beats Samuel Montambeau, Five hole, two to two. We are tied up at the end of two. Funny that they managed to get four goals in the first eight minutes. Of the second period. And then no goals outside of that. At least not in regulation. Uh, Much better third period from the Habs overall. The second period was bad. It was still bad. It was just as bad as the first. The only difference is they managed to put two goals in the net. But it was terrible. Uh, Arizona, balance of play. Heavily in their favor. Uh, We go into the third period. 2-2. Don't deserve to be 2-2 whatsoever if you're the Montreal Canadiens. But you are. And nothing happens in the third. It's kind of... Better transitional hockey, better overall hockey from the Habs, but still not enough to make you go, all right, they're the better team. And then we go into overtime and it's kind of tentative. You know, the Habs start out with the usual suspects, right? They have, uh, I want to say it was Caden Gooley out there with, I forget it. I think it was Gooley anyways, with Caulfield and Suzuki, which I loved, but they were a little bit tentative. Um, they were kind of coming back out of the zone, you know, and then they go for a line change and out hops the next line. And Mike Hoffman just comes in on a rush and snipes one. And that's the game. Three to two in favor of the Montreal Canadiens. Folks, I don't know. I I, I don't even really want to give a player of the game for that because they, they sucked. As a team, they sucked. They were not good. It was a bad game. It was not the kind of game that makes you say they are better than Arizona. And they should be better than Arizona. Um, More on that in a minute. I I, I will name a player of the game. I will. I'm going to give it to Caden Gooley. Um, And this is going to be a positive as well as a negative here. Caden Gooley was magnificent in that game. He's been magnificent in a couple of games recently. And this really showed what he can do offensively. Like The fact that he was able to set up that play go around behind the net, and then throw it into the slot. Like, his forays into the offensive zone are getting more and more impressive every time. I've said this about him before. I said it earlier on the Game Over show on YouTube on uh, Steve Dangle Podcast Network with Mac Dumont that this is eerily similar to what you saw with him in the WHL and Junior. When he moved over to the Edmonton Oil Kings, and he got a little bit more freedom, and they loosened up that leash for him a little bit, you saw him just gradually start to develop more offensive touch, more offensive abilities. We're seeing the same thing in the NHL now. It's it's a carbon copy of the development curve that he had in the WHL itself. Now he's doing it in the show. And the more that they let him continue to do that, the more that he's going to develop, the better he's going to get at it. And that's why it turns into a negative here. Because why the fuck they're not using him in a feature role in the power play is beyond me. The Habs power play is garbage. It is hot, wet garbage that is also somehow on fire despite being wet. They suck. They can't get anything going. And they have weapons. You have Nick Suzuki. He's got a spot from which he's almost automatic. You have Cole Caulfield. He's got a spot from which he's almost automatic. But the problem is they're not making the goaltenders move. They're not getting enough lateral movement. It's just, it's the same fucking thing, game after game after game after game. They can't get anything done with the power play. If you had a functional power play, you know, if this team was actually good on the power play, I think they could potentially, I'm saying potentially, I'm not saying they would be, I'm saying potentially be in a position to challenge for a playoff spot. Because they're not that bad at 5-on-5 normally. That game against the Coyotes is somewhat of an anomaly. They are bad in many games 5-on-5, but not that bad. And certainly not that bad against that bad of a team. It's a lot of that's in there. I hope everybody's following me at this point. I hope I don't sound like a rambling idiot. My point is, if they had a functional power play, and I'm not saying top 5 in the league, I'm saying middle-of-the-pack power play, they might actually be capable of contending for a playoff spot and that tells you how important a functional power play can be because think about it if you were good enough to contend for a playoff spot without having a functional power play then what would a power what would a functional power play do at that point it would put you into another echelon at that point you're in a new bracket now now you're potentially a contender for the cup right there's a big difference between a team that squeaks into the playoffs as a wild card and the top teams. Because what do the top teams all have? They've have all got power plays that work. Look at the Leafs. I know you, you don't want to necessarily model, model yourself after the Leafs, but they have a good power play. And that's part of what makes them so successful in the regular season. Look at the Colorado Avalanche last year. What did they have? They had a pretty automatic power play. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure why. Why this team insists on playing veterans in these spots just because you're trying to trade them I mean that, that's the reason why is because they're trying to get some trades before the deadline but Caden Gooley should be in a feature role in the power play it's ridiculous that he's not it's completely ridiculous Give him some more of those minutes. Give him the opportunity to fly and see, you know, can he be the quarterback of the future for your power play? Give him the time now because, again, he's already getting better and better and better at those forays into the offensive zone. If you let him have that power play time, he's going to get better and better and better at that. And then potentially, when you get to that light at the end of the tunnel for the rebuild, you're going to see what? A complete player that's capable of producing for you in the power play. Please, for the love of Maurice Richard, give him time on the power play. While you're at it, give Jordan Harris time on the power play. Talked about that as well with Mertz game over. Absolutely, you gotta get him some power play time. I know he does not have the shot that you might be looking for, but he can move the puck. We, we gotta start creating lateral movement. You can't just keep soldiering on through this season without trying to do something to fix that power play. I know losing games is kind of good at this point, right? You really want a shot at Connor Bedard. And that brings me to what I was talking about earlier, right? Is, you know, the fact that they're not necessarily better than Arizona right now. Is that a bad thing? Maybe, maybe not. Depends on who you ask. Me, I'm kind of up in the air about it. I'd like to see them be better than Arizona. I'd also kind of like to see them not be better than Arizona. At the very least, I'd like them to not be better than Arizona in the standings. I'll tell you what doesn't help is lucking your way, essentially, into a win on the back of Samuel Montambeau's fantastic performance yet again and a couple of opportune goals and then an overtime winner from Mike Hoffman. That doesn't help because you got dominated for most of that game by the 29th-ranked team in the NHL. So you get a win over the 29th-ranked team in the NHL on the back of three, not necessarily lucky goals but three opportunistic goals and a fantastic goaltending performance. That shouldn't be the case. If you're legitimately better than them, if you legitimately deserve to be drafting lower than they are in the 2023 draft, then you should be dominating them. You should be beating them five to one. The God of Mischief is back and better than ever. Loki. 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 Wait to see you again. Critics agree. Loki season two is marvelous. Great. And it's finally here. How much do you know? Let's assume I don't know much. A mind-bending adventure. Ooh. Spectacularly cinematic. I've been waiting for a moment like this. It surpasses all expectations. A little over the top, don't you really think? I thought it was spot on. Loki season two. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. You should be curb stomping them. But you're not. At the end of the day, um, that's why I said I'm only a little bit pissed off. I know maybe I sound a little bit more than a little pissed off. But it's it's, it's it also must be said that they have some injuries right now. You know, Mike Matheson's out. Um, Jonathan Dewey hasn't looked like himself since coming back. I'm not sure if he's still nursing something. Um, obviously, Sean Monahan's out. Sean Monahan, who knew how important he was going to be to this team because they really can't figure out he they can't even figure out their lineup configurations without uh, him being around for them. So, you know, they've got they've got injury problems right now, and that's part of the that's part of the issue. But at the same time, you you can't go out there looking like you're. <laughs> considerably worse than the 29th ranked team in the NHL. Unless, of course, you're the 32nd ranked team in the NHL, which they're not. You know, if they were the four four runners in the Bedard sweepstakes right now, I'd probably be singing a very different tune. I wouldn't care that they're losing to Arizona. I'd be cheering them on as they lose. But it's just, it rubs me the wrong way that you can go from having some really good games like where they play well at five on five against better teams. And then you see them play against Arizona, and they're just absolute dog water. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I can't reconcile it. That's what pisses me off. Not necessarily losing because, well, number one, they didn't lose. And number two, if they did lose, I'd almost prefer that. It's it's a weird situation. I don't know what to make of this team right now. I want them to fix some things. I also don't want them to fix things. Um, But I want them to look like they're trying to fix things. Uh, Now I really sound like I'm rambling so let me bring myself back to earth a little bit um, the, the other thing that has to be discussed, I, I alluded to it just now, but the performance of Samuel Montambeau man this guy has put together quite the season on a team that's not going to make the playoffs I don't know we talked about it on game over I've talked about it ad nauseum at this point of the season um, they've got security at the goaltender position Caden Primo is locked up Jake Allen's locked up. Semyon Montembeau has one more year after this one. So you're, you're not in a position where you have to do anything with a goaltender, but you're kind of in a position where not doing something with a goaltender would be silly because there are definitely teams out there who need a goaltender or who could use a better goaltender than they already have. So I really think they should be working the phones. Specifically, I think, on Jake Allen. I think he has the pedigree of having been a starter, Um, and being able to carry a team, I think he's probably the better candidate for them to actually get something good out of. Um, And I wouldn't mind seeing Samuel Montembeau take over as the starter. I know he's stealing games in a year where you don't necessarily want to be stealing games, but that being said, he looks right now like somebody who could do that job, and I'd like to give him that shot just to audition for it. You know? Why not? He's, he's given you one of the better goals saved above-expected stats that you've seen since Carey Price was at his best. Give him the shot. Let's see what he can do. I don't know. I think it would be interesting at the very least, and I think you, you can't leave assets on the table this season, so you might as well trade a goaltender, and it might as well be Jake Allen because he's probably going to get you the best return. That's it. Sorry for the word salad today, everybody. Um... Struggling to find words after that one. It's weird to watch them be that bad and still win the game. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to cut it off there. We're running, what, uh, about 15 minutes. So, uh, we are on Spotify. We're on Google Play, Apple, Megaphone. I'm on Twitter at DrakeMT. Drop me a follow. I would appreciate it very much. Thank you, as always, for listening. And, folks, 21 more goals to go for number 22 Cole Caulfield. The countdown to 40 continues. À la prochaine.